0: Amen. All righty. Well, how many guys are fishermen tonight? You like to fish? Jeanette, I knew your hand was going up. Lickety-split. Orson, too. That's good. No, three. Okay. Uh, But, uh, you know, you're out there. It's kind of a relaxing time. You're out there on the boat, in theory, apparently, and uh, uh, you're just casting your line. You got all day. You're just relaxing, right, Jeanette? Am I I describing it good for you? And and you're hoping to catch something, right, and, you know, and all that neat stuff. But I, I know it's getting late, but how many guys would like to have your fishing trip turn out like this one. Let's take a look. And that was the last men's retreat we had here at Sunrise. John is never driving that boat again. i tell you what, it wasn't funny. I tell you. No, but seriously, folks, how many guys would like to have your fishing trip end up like that one? Jeanette? No. no right? Okay. And, and you know, because you, you're being swallowed up by a hurricane, massive waves and all that stuff, okay? And I think the reason uh, is, is clear, it's obvious, okay? Hurricanes are kind of scary. Turn to somebody and say, they're very scary. Okay? Very scary. They're fearful, right? Nobody likes a hurricane, right? Okay, And again, here's the irony, folks, that we're seeing in our society. Most people today are more afraid of going through a giant hurricane than they are having to face a giant God. More people in our world today are more concerned about being drowned in a storm than having to face one day, face-to-face, the one who gave them form okay as we've been seeing the scriptures very clear the reason why people would actually do this is because there is no fear of god before their eyes okay and yet jesus clearly told us i'll tell you whom you should fear it's not man it's god why because god has the power to either send you straight into heaven or send you straight into hell for rejecting his mercy through jesus christ so how many guys would say that's an important issue okay and how many guys would say that you know going to hell instead of that fishing trip's a little bit worse Just a little bit. Therefore, we're going to continue our study. That's right. uh, The witness of creation to hopefully help these folks out, okay? And uh, we need to humble ourselves before Almighty God, receive His mercy before it's too late, okay? And what we're doing is we're taking a uh, look at the different evidences that God's left behind for us, showing us this amazing truth uh, that He's not just real. We really can have a personal, loving, beautiful, intimate relationship with the creator of the universe before it's too late. Because whether it's your boat capsizing in a hurricane or a car wreck or eating a piece of chicken and choking or whatever it is we're all going to stand before God. And if you don't know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, you're going to hell. That's serious stuff. So God doesn't want that. So he gives us lots of evidence. Don't take the wrong way, take the one way, the right way through Jesus Christ. And we've seen that evidence in a couple different ways so far. And the first one was the evidence of an intelligent creation or intelligent design. The second evidence was the evidence of a young creation. We have not been here for millions and billions of years, uh, our young earth study. The third evidence was the evidence of a special creation. We did not come from the goo to the zoo to me and you. We've been created by the hand of God. Evolution and all their mechanisms are a lie and they even admit it. And then we saw for 12 times the evidence of a judge creation in the days of Noah's study, okay? God judges planet once. Guess what? He's going to do it again. And if we see evidence he did it once, when he says he's going to do it again, we might want to take notice, right? And that was the whole theme of that. The last two times we started the fifth evidence, and that was the evidence of a fearful creation. God used dinosaurs to teach Job to have a healthy fear of God, okay? And that's kind of the theme, okay? It's a fearful, awesome creature. If you're afraid of that dinosaur, Job, why aren't you afraid of me? that you would actually have the audacity to talk back to me. You need to trust. I know what I'm doing. And so we're taking a look at the truth of dinosaurs because, shocker, evolution's lied about them too. I know, pause for a moment of reflection. That's a surprise. Yeah, let's move on. Okay, and we saw that not only so far that the Bible says that not only did God create the dinosaurs, but man and dinosaurs really did live together in a peaceful coexistence. And we saw that last time with the evidence of human remains where dinosaurs belong. What in the world are human remains doing uh, mixed in with dinosaurs? Now, of course, that happened at the flood, but how does the evolution explain that? They don't okay? And then we saw the second one was human tracks where dinosaurs belong. Well, if God created dinosaurs along with man, then you'd think you'd find some evidence that they walk side by side. And we do. Lots of evidence all over the world. And what do we see that they're doing with the evidence? Destroying it as fast as it gets covered or uncovered, okay? And that's not science. It's a cover up, okay? But you might be thinking, okay, Pastor Billy, that's interesting. I'm tracking with you, but wait a second. This leads to another question. At least Tom's got this question, right, Tom? Thank you for participating. We'll give you some gum later. Uh, uh, wait a second. If God really created the dinosaurs, okay, and if, if dinosaurs really lived with man, then what in the world really happened to them in the first place? Right, Joey? I mean, I mean did you see a dinosaur on the way uh, to Bible study tonight? Thank you. you. Your hesitation scared me for a little bit there. Uh, no, no. So that's the logical question. What in the world happened to the dinosaurs? All right. Well, call off the History Channel. Stop paying our taxes to all those people with the grants trying to answer the question. I'm just going to cut to the chase. This is going to be our study tonight. Turn to somebody and say, It was a worldwide flood. Go ahead. Feels great. That's what it was. It was a flood. Hello. A big enough catastrophe for you? Okay, But our skeptical, scoffing world, as we saw before in Peter, says these guys will believe anything than what the biblical account of God's creation was. They will be willingly ignorant. We're going to see tonight these guys will do anything, come up with any whacked-out theory other than the obvious. What took out the dinosaurs? It was a flood. But oh no, you can't have that, because that agrees with the Bible. Okay, But let's start with the Bible, and let's see what God says happened to the dinosaurs. I didn't say this, he did. Genesis chapter 7. Let's go there tonight, Genesis chapter 7. And uh, it's page 6 in my Bible, Joey. That helps you out. And uh, let's take a look. Uh, Genesis 7. It's okay, you can pay attention. That's good. Uh, Genesis chapter 7, we're going to read, starting with verse 17. What happened as a result of the flood? Okay, Genesis 7, verse 17 says this For 40 days the flood kept coming on the earth, and as the waters increased, they lifted the ark high above the earth and the waters rose and increased greatly on the earth and the ark floated on the surface of the water they rose greatly on the earth and all the high mountains under the entire heavens were what covered in fact listen the waters rose and covered the mountains to a depth of more than 20 feet so if you could somehow make it to the top of the mountain ha ha you're still going to go glub glub okay cuz you're not 20 feet tall Okay, but anyway, so that's what uh, happened there. So he goes on and he says this. Now what happened as a result of that? Every living thing. How much is that? Yeah, it's kind of quite a bit. Or all is the code word. Uh, Every living thing that moved on the earth perished. Birds, livestock, wild animals, all the creatures. How many? All the creatures that swarm over the earth and all mankind. Everything on dry land that had the breath of life in its nostrils. What? Died. Listen to how emphatic he's being. A, a, a general rule in biblical interpretation: if anything is being repeated, it's like God saying, "Pay attention." I mean, it's all important, but when he repeats it, pay attention. So he says again, "I'm telling you, this was not a local flood." Everything. He says it again. On uh, on the face of the earth was wiped out. Men and animals and creatures that move along the ground and the birds of the air were wiped from the earth. Only Noah was left, and what? Those with him, which would include not just his family, but the animals, those with him that were in the ark, okay? So according to the Bible, okay, uh, you know how many millions of dollars we could save in these people that we're giving grants to, to try to answer this question, what happened to the dinosaurs? (laughs) It's on page six. (laughs) We could oh pay off the national deficit, Okay. Uh, but the Bible says it's right here. What took out the dinosaurs? It was a worldwide flood. Okay, It was real. It really covered to the tops of the mountains, even 20 feet above that. And as a result, not once, not twice, three different times, God is very emphatic. Every living thing on dry land that had the breath of life in its nostrils died. Right? So common sense tells us we already saw God created dinosaurs, land creatures, all land animals, all animals, on day six with man. Therefore, guess who got wiped out as well in this flood? Dinosaurs, it's common sense, it's right there, okay? Now, we saw before, you know, the skeptics would say, well, there's no evidence for a flood. Well, we saw for 12 weeks, okay, the judge creation study in the days of, no, there's so much evidence for a worldwide flood, it's crazy. Now, rather than re-preaching through the whole thing, really? Oh, I thought you were going to say, amen, preacher, made my day. But anyway, that's right. Okay, I just want to give you a little teaser in the context of what we're talking about. Folks, it really was a worldwide flood. There's not only evidence of a worldwide flood all over the world, but it's very clear that yes, that was the catastrophe that took out the dinosaurs. Let's take a look
1: this guy uh, was in the waters that were in Kansas I thought it was amazing I was doing research in Kansas and guy walked up to me and says did you know that Kansas was underwater at one time I said well I'll be how did you figure that out then I was down in Oklahoma doing research and guy said did you understand that Oklahoma was underwater I said you suppose it was the same water that covered Kansas well maybe and they said the same thing about Texas and then I was in Europe and they said the same thing about Europe I think we've got overwhelming evidence that in the recent past the world was underwater in fact doctor sharp there's a layer of cretaceous limestone that we dig in we excavate dinosaurs in Mm. here in texas that runs throughout texas throughout canada throughout central and south america picks up again at the white cliffs of dover runs throughout europe throughout israel throughout africa throughout russia throughout china Westward, runs all the way to the western seaboard of the United States, picks up again in Australia a a four-and-a-half-foot cretaceous layer of sedimentary deposit, proving scientifically that there was a worldwide flood. flood. So these creatures got
0: caught there. That's right. That's right. Case closed. Millions and millions of dollars we could save. If we would just get our scoffing society to not just read the Bible and trust it, But to deal with the hard facts. How much money is being blown because of our what? What's the scripture say? We've seen this many times before. uh, 2 Peter, I believe. Three, they will be willingly ignorant. Rather than believe the truth that God judges planet once with the flood, they will be willingly ignorant. Here's the evidence, but I'm going to be willingly ignorant and chase after something else. Now, that's exactly what we're going to see tonight because I'm telling you, folks, even though it is so much i'm not gonna repreach you the whole thing want to give you a little teaser grab the context again there's tons of proof of a worldwide flood and that's what took out the dinosaurs okay these guys are just that they are willingly ignorant they come up with any kind of whacked out theory and i'll use that phrase and i think you'll see why in a second whacked out theory to explain away it's anything but a worldwide flood you can't come to that conclusion okay and we're gonna see that tonight now the, one of the most popular ones that they come out with they say oh no 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 it had nothing to do with the bible what it was was it was a giant asteroid that took out the dinosaurs. That's what took them out, 65, 70 million years ago. Whatever, blah blah blah. I mean, guys, heard that, okay? And they got this nifty animation. They got these 3D effects, and you know, because obviously nobody was there, and they can't prove it, and all that stuff. And so it must be true because they do cartoons about it. Yeah, that's all they got for evidence, okay? What we're going to see, folks, uh, is this thing is a bunch. A baloney, okay? And so let's examine this so-called asteroid theory. Is that really what took out the dinosaurs? Don't think so, folks. Let's deal with it. This theory is one of the most common theories they use to explain away the sudden disappearance of dinosaurs, okay? And here's how it basically goes, their premise. It says that millions of years ago, that a supposed giant asteroid that was several miles wide struck the Earth and caused devastating effects. They said it left a huge layer of dust in the atmosphere. It blocked the sun for many months and caused a type of nuclear winter. Oh, no. And this, of course, supposedly dropped the Earth's temperature, which destroyed the plant life and killed off the remaining dinosaurs that weren't killed off in the initial explosion uh, uh, with starvation. And this, of course, sounds nice and neat, but uh, it's got some serious problems. Okay? You might be able to have the funding to come up with these really cool animations, and you might have the backing of the History Channel, and you might own the school system, but that doesn't make it true. Okay? Anything and everything but a flood, I'm telling you. Let's take a look. First of all, you've got the death problem. This is common sense, folks. Think about this. If this giant asteroid really did strike the Earth and kill off the dinosaurs, common sense tells you, well, why didn't it kill off all the other life forms too? Think about that. They don't even have to go any further. Why, didn't, why is it just the dinosaurs, okay? Why didn't it kill off all the birds, the small vertebrae, the insects, the crocodiles, the flowering plants, etc. Why did all these other and many other life forms survive, but the dinosaurs didn't? Okay, I know this is Vegas, but did they take a hit out of them, take a contract? Somebody, you know, dinosaurs ticked off some people, and hey, you're going down. And they hired this asteroid, Joey, from Mars to come. <laughs> it's, a, what? Why just the dinosaurs? And not, if it's a global event, it makes no sense, okay? Or is it wrong? Correct answer is it's wrong okay then there's the iridium problem not just the death problem the iridium problem they say well well, this giant asteroid really did strike the earth because we find the presence of iridium all over the earth and it's true that asteroids uh, do contain a metal called iridium but the problem is so does the earth's core turn to somebody and say duh okay in love okay and it just so happens that the earth's core can spread this metal all over the earth through guess what Volcanoes. That's how they get out there, and that's how it gets on the earth. You don't need a giant asteroid to have the presence of iridium. In fact, as we saw in the previous study, Judge Creation, in the days of Noah, there would have been tons of volcanoes going off all over the planet during a worldwide flood, and so the president, uh, presence of iridium over the world, actually, if you think about it, would support the idea of a biblical flood, right? Because that's where you have a lot of this going on, all right? So that doesn't fly. Then there's the big crater gun. Okay, the problem. And this is their smoking gun, if you will, okay? So you'd think that if an asteroid really did strike the Earth, kill off the dinosaurs, then you would find the remains of that, right? Well, this is what they say. They say, aha, well, we know exactly where this asteroid struck the Earth. It's called the Chicxulub Crater. How many of you guys are going to name your next cat that? Here, Chicxulub. Here, Fluffy. Here, Fluffy. Let's take the fluffy. It's easier. All right? And this is what they say. So this is supposedly located on the Yucatan Peninsula, and they put this in textbooks and stuff in Mexico. But once again, it sounds convincing. You, you could draw pictures of it, but there's no real evidence. Okay, it doesn't line up. For instance, what they don't tell you is that drill course, you know, from oil samples looking for oil, they've been over there. Okay, Taken you know, to this supposed crater uh, and the samples when they come back do not support the idea at all that that depression in the earth was caused by a crater. It's just a depression in the earth. Have you guys noticed that the earth is not completely flat? Have you noticed that there's some high spots and there's some low spots? Medium spots, dips, bumps. That's all this is, folks. Okay, look at this. One guy said this, I was not totally surprised to find that here again, the mainstream science journals have been blindly following a bandwagon. Right? Chicxulub, which has been studied by gravity and magnetic surveys and had also a number of oil drills welded into it. The geology revealed by these borehole data totally rules out the idea that Chicxulub was a what? An impact crater. That depression was not caused by an asteroid. There is, quote, obvious volcanism interspersed in the layers, and there is no sign of any sort of impact melt sheet. Okay? An asteroid large enough... Uh, to make such a crater would have blasted out all the upper Cretaceous sediments within the later. They are still there, ergo, direct quote, what? No impact. An asteroid is not what caused uh, that depression in the earth. Okay, But again, that's the theme. They'll come up with anything and everything. Okay, They'll put 3D animation on it. They'll print it in the textbook. They even have it in color, Joey. Okay, but that doesn't make it true. When you start to look at the facts, no, folks, it was not an asteroid uh, that killed off the dinosaurs. It was a worldwide flood that drowned the dinosaurs, okay? Now, the second one, I'm not making this up. Now, remember, what was the theme from 2 Peter? God predicted 2,000 years ago through the prophet Peter that people, a scoffing generation would arise specifically about his first judgment a worldwide flood, and yet these people will stare at the facts square in the face and be, what's the word again? willingly ignorant. Oh no, it couldn't have been a flood. We need millions and millions of dollars to work on these theories, anything but a flood. This next theory is willingly ignorant, okay? And maybe you've heard of it, it's still out there. I'm not kidding you. If you pay attention to what's being taught to your kids or grandkids or kids in, in the university, it's actually very popular, okay? And it's called the Archaeopteryx theory. Okay, and believe it or not, they've come up with a new theory. Okay, maybe the asteroid thing isn't correct, okay, but uh, I'm not making this up. They Actually, the whole premise of this is here's what happened to the dinosaurs. Oh, no, couldn't be a worldwide flood, Sonia. No, <laughs> no. Dinosaurs, the reason why they disappeared, Ruth, is because they turned into birds. <laughs> and this one guy, I said it before, I'll say it again. He said, hey, you better, uh, hope you got a big umbrella. Better watch out for those droppings. Excuse me, what? Dinosaurs turned into birds? I'm not making this up. This is actually what they're teaching in schools. Absolutely mind-blowing. Anything but a worldwide flood. In 1997, at the entrance of the bird exhibit in the Cincinnati Zoo, we read the following sign, quote, dinosaurs went extinct millions of years ago. (gasps) Or did they, Joey? No, birds are essentially modern, short-tailed, feathered dinosaurs. Kids are going to the zoo in Cincinnati, being told that that's a dinosaur, a bird. How I many guys can scratch your head like that kid? So is this really a dinosaur? <laughs> I mean, it's got horns coming out. Maybe it is a, a triceratops, early form, of course, you know, but it's, it's lost one of its horns. But you know, it takes millions of years for these things to happen, and it's still got two more to go, and What? This is what this theory implies. That's a dinosaur. Now, believe it or not, they really do imply the chicken, okay? First of all, it made this guy laugh his teeth right off his head. I hate it when that happens, okay? Uh, But listen to what this guy said. I'm not making it up. Uh, University of Kansas paleontologist Larry Martin sums up the idea, dinosaurs turning into birds, quote, you have to put this into perspective. To the people who wrote this paper linking dinosaurs to birds, quote, the chicken would be a feathered dinosaur. There it is. So my theory, Jim, is we need to get you know, we need to set things straight. If you're going to believe in this, we better go all the way, right? And so, forget KFC. We need to call it KFD, Kentucky Fried Dinosaur, Joe. You know what I'm saying? Because that's you know where it was going, right? All right. But that's that's really what they're saying, okay? Excuse me. Anything but the obvious. It was the flood, okay? And and, and again, folks, I'm telling you, it gets uh, uh, even worse than that. What they say is uh, 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 they said, no, 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 we got proof. We got proof of this, Ron. Okay, I know you could laugh, and I know the guy's teeth flew out of his head. Okay, sounds kind of funny. But we got proof. Really? Well, let's examine that proof, just like we did with the asteroid theory, and you tell me if it doesn't have a few problems, okay? First of all, there's the change problem. This is obvious, folks. In case you don't know, there's a few differences between a dinosaur and the bird. How many guys can figure that out tonight without any help? You guys are smart, right? You don't just put a few, as one guy said, you don't just put a few feathers on him and say, let's go, man, come on, fly, you can do it, and shove them over a cliff. It doesn't work that way, okay? First of all, reptiles have four perfectly good legs, birds have two legs and two wings. So as we've seen before, this evolutionary scenario, if his front legs are going to change into wings, besides having to change a whole bunch of other things... Okay, like muscular system, the nervous system, the brain to control the flight, etc. Besides all that, somewhere along the lines, his front legs are going to be half leg, half wing, which means he can't run and he can't fly. Right? Think about it, folks. How's this half bird, half dinosaur going to survive at this stage, let alone any other stage? He can't fly and he can't walk. This guy is going to get eaten up every single time. He is a free snack for anything that comes along. Oh, thank you. I didn't even have to go to 7 Eleven for that. What? And how many guys would say that half bird, half uh, dinosaurs that can't fly and can't walk and sit there and become snacks don't have babies? And therefore, no evolution into anything else? or What? It's insane, okay? Then you got the similarity problem. Evolutionists will point out that, well, okay, you know, they've got similarities between dinosaurs and birds, and so this is proof that they're tied together in evolutionary history. Really? The common sense, again, Joey says, no, no, this is not proof at all. One guy says, quote, they tell kids, and this is in textbooks, they tell kids that birds are covered with feathers, which is true. And then they say, boys and girls, birds' feathers evolved from the same scales that protect the dinosaurs. Okay. Well, yeah, feathers are extremely complex, but the only similarity between feathers and scales is they're both made from the same protein called keratin. Okay. But uh, does that prove they're both related? I not think so. Let's put it to the test. Battleships and forks are both made from iron. Does that prove that they both evolved from a tin can 27 million years ago? That doesn't prove anything. Or could it be that similarity of keratin actually proves that a common designer was using common materials to get the job done? That's the only similarity. It doesn't prove that they are related. Then you got the layer problem. Okay. Uh, believe it or not, folks, modern birds are actually found in layers with and lower than dinosaurs. Well, wait a second. How can birds be the ancestors of the dinosaurs when the birds are already there or even before? What? That doesn't work out. And then there's the example problem, okay? Then when you point all this stuff out, they say, oh, no, 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 no. We got an example of a bird uh, that had turned from a dinosaur. And, uh, but let's take a look at that proof, okay? They say, we've discovered right this thing right here, this half bird, half dinosaur called the Archaeopteryx, okay? Now, granted, that is a big word. That's a difficult word to say. As we all know, if it's really long and really difficult and has a bunch of consonants strung along, it's got to be true. No. Thank you for playing, Mario, but that's not right. Uh, But no, okay, let's take a look at the facts of this bird. Does this really uh, have changed into a dinosaur? No, they say, boys and girls, they show them a picture of this Archaeopteryx, and they say, this used to be a dinosaur. This is the missing link. This is being taught today. First of all, it looks like it got squished by a truck, uh, me personally. But actually, when you examine it, folks, it actually turned out to be a bird. And I mean 100% a bird, that's it. That's all it is, okay? About the size of a crow. And they say, oh, no, 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 this is a dinosaur. Because it's got claws on its wings. So that proves it's a dinosaur. No, okay, 12 birds today have claws on their wings. Just to give you an example, the ostrich, the hoatsun, the turaco, the ibis, they're not dinosaurs. That didn't prove nothing. Okay, And then they say, well, hey, this guy's got uh, teeth in his beak. See, see, right there? Even with our nifty graphic, we even made it easy for you tonight, that's right, Mario, to see with that red arrow. It's got to be true. No. Okay. Uh, That doesn't prove that it's a dinosaur because some birds have teeth, and guess what? Some don't. So what? Okay. Some fish have teeth, and some don't. Right? Uh, Some reptiles have teeth, and some don't. Don't you guys hate it? You're driving to Bible study. Next thing you know, a snake flies in the window. <laughs> Gives you a headache every time. But well, that's just so they say. I have teeth, right? And some of you got teeth and some don't, right? Does that mean you're turning into a dinosaur? You young whippersnappers don't even think about it. Just look straight ahead. Be respectful. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> okay, no, folks. This bird, the Archaeopteryx, uh, is not turning into a dinosaur. And believe it or not, folks, even in their own camp, they admit it. Okay, they admit this is a bunch of baloney. This guy, or actually, uh, W.E. Swinton from the British Museum of Natural History, which has the largest collection in the world of fossils, said this, quote, there is no fossil evidence of the stages through which the remarkable change from reptile to bird was achieved, but the what? Textbooks tell the kids there is. Can I translate that for you? They're lying. Liar, liar hands on fire. That's right, Ron. In fact, folks, another evolutionist man says pure fantasy, this guy, Alan Fiducia. Now, listen to to his background. He's not just an evolutionist, but what's his expertise? He's an ornithologist, right? And so he builds orns. No, it's birds. He works with birds, okay, Uh, at the University of North Carolina in Chapel Hill. He says this, quote, it's just a what? Fantasy of theirs. They so much want to see living dinosaurs that now they think they can study them vicariously at the backyard bird feeder. Okay? Paleontologists have tried to turn Archaeopteryx into an earthbound feathered dinosaur, but it's what? It's not, he says. It's a bird, it's a perching bird. And I love this, he says, and no amount of paleo babble is gonna change that. That's in their own camp. Okay? Why would they persist in this? Why would you, even in your own camp, you disagree. But why would you, conti- why would you even think about putting that in the textbook? Because what's well, the alternative? Well, it was a flood. That's what the evidence says. But we can't believe that, Ron. Hey, I know. Let's be willingly ignorant. In fact, let's train kids to do the same thing. So they'll scoff at the Bible. So they'll scoff at God and join us one day in hell. That's horrible. But that's really what's going on, okay? Now, the third way that evolutionists are trying to explain away the sudden disappearance of dinosaurs, I'm telling you, it's anything but a flood, willingly ignorant. It's what I call, and all I can do is categorize this as this, the anything goes theory, okay? And with all due respect, it's just, it gets dumb and dumber, okay? You thought the first two were bad? You ain't seen nothing yet. I am telling you, folks, it's a loaded word there, willingly ignorant. These guys will come up with anything, anything, and we're paying for this, to say, here's what happened to the dinosaurs, anything but a flood, okay? Let me take, and these are actual theories, it's not all of them, just to give you an idea of how far these guys will go to reject the biblical account, here's actually what they say. First of all, they say, no, 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 okay, it wasn't asteroid, they didn't turn into birds, uh, the sun became either too hot or too cold for dinosaurs. Don't you hate it when the sun gets too hot or too cold here in Vegas? It takes you out every time, What? Okay, uh, the world's climate became either too dry or too wet. Moisture, that moisture will get you. You better look out, right? Oh, but by the way, as we rip through these, why just the dinosaurs and not everything else? Why did the sun just take out them? Why did the, cl- the moisture, what? Oh, here's another, they said, no, okay, it was a supernova. A supernova exploded nearby, spraying the earth with radiation. Well, why just the dinosaurs then, if that was the case? Uh, a passing comet poisoned the earth with chemicals. Well, why was it just the dinosaurs then? Uh, the Earth's magnetic field reversed, and incoming radiation killed them. Okay, but then why just the dinosaurs? If the, and they said, mammals ate the dinosaur eggs. Oh, those mammals. Turn to somebody and say, get them, get those mammals. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, it can't be a flood, even though we see that evidence all over the world. Mammals ate the dinosaurs. Here's one. Uh, new. I'm not making this up. New narcotic plants evolved, i.e. drugs killed them. Drugs killed the dinosaurs. Not a flood. And they teach this. Now, you laughed at me last week when I presented this, but maybe Gary Larson was right. Drugs killed the dinosaurs. They started smoking, right? Got lung. Hey, this is what? You know what, Ron? I think we need to apply for a grant. We need to explore this. Are you in with me? A couple million, what do you think? We'll split it? couple billion. There you go. Now you're thinking, give it up for Ron. Yeah, no, I'll tell you what. Excuse me, it's not a flood. But drugs killed the dinosaurs. And kids are being taught this. Oh, that's not. The inability, I'm not making this up, of dinosaurs to experience slow-wave sleep. Sleep deprivation killed the dinosaurs is what happened. Don't you hate it? Gets you every time. <laughs> what? Anything but a flood. I'm not making a, uh, They were killed by volcanoes. Volcanoes got them. Another th- well, again, why just the dinosaurs, not anything else? Uh, poisonous gases on Earth. Not from out in space, but here on Earth... Co- but again, why just the dinosaurs? Parasites! Oh, don't you hate it? Those things always come in two. Parasites. One of you got that. Praise God. Okay, uh, <laughs> parasites got them. Okay, but then why just the dinosaurs, okay? Uh, uh, slip discs. My back! <laughs> Joey, I'm done! I'm back back problems <laughs> killed the dinosaurs. You'll believe that! Other than just a worldwide flood. Can you believe that? And we're paying for this. Oh, it gets even worse. Uh, Mass suicide. Mass suicide. You know, it's like the lemmings, right? Oh. You'll believe that. And Oh, this is one of my favorite. I'm not making this up. This is an actual theory they're presenting. Why did the dinosaurs go, oh, don't look at the Bible. Don't look at the evidence. It couldn't be a flood. Here's what it was, folks. It was constipation. I am not making this up. You will believe constipation took out the dinosaurs. Can I give you the code word for that? Willingly ignorant. (laughs) You've got to be kidding me. Constipation. And this one, I'm not making this up. Shrinking brain, i.e., the dinosaurs got really dumb, (laughs) and they died. Amazing, okay? And that's not all of them, but this gives you an idea of why. Do you understand why Peter said they would be willingly ignorant? you got to be kidding me, okay? One guy, he said this. He said, uh, quote, It is obvious that the evolutionists don't know what happened and are what? Grasping at straws, okay? And apparently, at least some of them uh, are honest enough to admit it. This is, again, from their own camp. Listen to this. J.M. Good, uh, T. White, and Sucker said this. These are some of the theories that have been advanced to explain the sudden extinction of the dinosaurs throughout the world. Each theory will explain the death of some dinosaurs in some places, but attempts to apply any of them or combinations of them to worldwide extinction have what? Failed. This dinosaur theory, I like this, is like a mystery thriller. With the last pages torn out. Oh, no. Uh, That is true, he says, and the paleontologist knows it. And he also knows that the riddle will probably never be solved. Can I translate that for you? They just can't figure out the perfect uh, uh, excuse as to why. None of those stack up. You know why? Because it's not true. And all they're doing is dance around the evidence and the obvious uh, conclusion. It was a... Flood. Okay. And, and, and last time I checked, the page isn't torn out. In fact, it's right in the beginning. Here's your answer it was a worldwide flood. No mystery. It's solved. Okay. But again, as you're going to see, as you see, they're doing anything and everything uh, to dance around it. Okay. But for those of you who need even uh, more proof that dinosaurs were killed by the flood, let's deal with the uh, timing of the flood. Okay, as we saw, you know, estimates are the flood happened approximately 44, 4500 years ago. Okay, now according to any of these theories, by and large, uh, the, their theory would say that dinosaurs died out anywhere from 60 to 70 million years, depending on whichever one you want to listen to, whatever. But you know, 60, 65, 70 million years ago—that's kind of the consensus. Okay, and how many guys would say that's a little bit different than 44, 4500 years ago? Okay, so let's put it to the test. Okay. Um, Uh, after 4,400, 4,500 years ago, let's deal with remains. What kind of shape would they be in? After 60 million years, what would happen to the remains of anything? Pretty much nothing left, right? So let's take a look at this next evidence, and the first evidence that we see, folks, that the dinosaurs not only were killed by a flood, but listen, by a recent worldwide flood, is what we find is fresh dinosaur bodies. Yes, we find fresh dinosaur bodies. How do you explain that one? How could you have fresh dinosaur bodies if they died out 65, 70 million years ago? Let's take a look.
2: A mummified dinosaur that could change a lot about what we know about prehistoric creatures. Tyler Lyson was only uh, 17 when he stumbled upon the dinosaur he named Dakota on his farm out in North Dakota. Good morning to you. Good morning. What's extraordinary about this is It's a whole dinosaur. There's skin and bones. This is a jackpot. Exactly. And most of the time, you know, as vertebrate paleontologists, we just have the dinosaur bones to go from. But with this dinosaur, we have, you know, complete three-dimensional skin envelope around the bone. Put simply, what happened that enabled, for the first time that we know, for the the skin to be preserved like this? This is buried right away, but how?
0: It was buried very rapidly in a flash flood.
3: One of the most complete dinosaur mummies ever excavated will be unveiled at the Houston Museum of Natural Sciences on September 19th. In 2000, a team of amateur paleontologists excavated the fossil from the Judith River Formation in Malta, Montana. Leonardo, who is named for graffiti scribbled near the dig site, is a mummified duck-billed dinosaur with skin impressions surrounding almost 90% of the body.
1: I didn't believe it until I saw it. It was a mummy. You could see the skin. From 30 feet away you could see the skin.
3: But it's not the skin imprints that make the fossil so special. It's what's inside. Leonardo is the first dinosaur found with an intact digestive tract.
1: And I had been told they had guts. Now that was too good to believe. So I walk into the little museum, Phillips County Museum and there were TV lights on the specimen at the time, and you could see the guts.
3: This technology even helped the team pinpoint the planator's last meal, which consisted of chopped up conifer needles and branches, giving scientists a better understanding of the species.
2: And under a microscope, you can see the jagged edges of the chopped up vegetation here. It's incredibly cool.
0: Yeah, it's pretty cool, right? It's pretty hard on your theory, though, that those things died out. 65, 70 million years ago, oh, by the way, as a side note, what was inside of its gut? What kind of food? Vegetarian. What did we see last time? Dinosaurs, according to the Bible, were vegetarian. Very interesting. Okay, you didn't find a piece of steak in there. Okay, but excuse me, well, fresh guts, fresh skin. How could that be on a dinosaur if they really died out 65, 70 million years ago? That's crazy. It gets even more fresh than that. The second evidence we see that the dinosaurs died in a recent worldwide flood, not millions and millions of years ago, is fresh dinosaur tissue. You not only find fresh dinosaur bodies, but they find body parts, soft, pliable body parts. How do you explain that one? Let's take a look at that.
1: The scientific world is still reeling from the discovery of actual Tyrannosaurus rex cells and soft tissue unearthed last week at a Montana excavation site. It's a tremendous find that scientists say could unlock the mysteries of extinction and could one day lead to real-life dinosaur cloning. Well, maybe.
4: Well, North Carolina State University Professor Mary Schweitzer is the leader of the discovery team that found these extraordinary specimens. She joins us now from Raleigh with more. Nice to see you, Professor. Thank you for having me.
1: Well, Professor, as I understand it, this this was sort of an accidental discovery. You had to, to split one of the bones in half because it was simply too big to get into a helicopter. And in splitting the bone, you suddenly realized you had this soft tissue on your hands. Is that correct?
4: Well, it wasn't quite that sudden. He um, They had to split the bone in the field, as was reported. And when it got back to the lab and um, Carrie Ansel began preparing it, she reserved some of the fragments for chemical analyses and so it was treated slightly different than most dinosaur bone is in the field. Is that amazing to find this kind of soft tissue in a fossil this old and what can the soft tissue really tell us? Um, well, it is, it is it's very amazing. It's uh, utterly shocking, actually, because it flies in the face of everything that we understand about how tissues and cells degrade.
1: And one of the exciting things about this discovery, correct me if I'm wrong, is the fact that this stuff was fossilized as it was of 70 million years old. You don't expect to find soft tissue, do you?
4: Not at all. No. It's, it was utterly shocking.
1: So you have to sort of rewrite the book as far as fossilization goes, I I assume?
4: A lot of our science doesn't allow for this. All of the chemistry and all of the molecular breakdown experiments that we've done don't allow for this. So if this material turns out to be actual remnants of the dinosaur, then yes, I think we will have to do some um, certainly rethinking of some of the basics of the model of fossilization. You know, well, Mary, Mary, when I was reading about this story, I was amazed that in some of the capillaries, when you went to, to pull them, they snapped right back. Are you amazed at the quality of these remains? Absolutely. 70 I, million years old, huh? It it's just doesn't seem possible. But, yes, you can actually take the vessels, and they, they do have internal components, and so you can take a probe and kind of squeeze those things out into solution, and, and the, the vessels are fine. It's just I, I can't explain it, to be honest. I Very cool.
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool. But again, it's pretty hard on your theory. They were so close, Ruth. It was just, it's right there. The answer's before you, and they just kept dancing around it the whole time. It's okay, you can say it. (gasps) We're wrong. We're wrong. That's all you had to say. Uh, They just kept, you, you, we're wrong. Why can't you say it? Isn't it surprising? I mean, this, you're going to have to rewrite fossilization. You're going to have to... It, it, it shouldn't be 70... Minutes. Yeah, it, it, it's because it's wrong. But they choose to be willingly ignorant. Okay? It gets even worse than that. You heard her say uh, that it was uh, under the microscope. Oh, by the way, did you notice the only reason why they even thought about testing the inside of the bone is because it was broken in half in the field to get it into the vehicle. I believe the helicopter, whatever it was at the time. Otherwise, they've been brainwashed to think, everybody knows these things are millions and millions of years old. You're not going to find nothing. That's the only reason why. Because it had to be busted in half. Okay? And we're going to see in a little bit, they're starting to find them all over the place, now that the cat's out of the bag. Okay? But they not only find, you heard her say that, wait a second, it was soft and pliable, it actually spongy. How could that be over 70 million people? years it's impossible well we're gonna see a video for that because that brings us to the third one and that's fresh dinosaur blood cells not just their bodies not just their guts blood cells in fact as you're gonna see actual veins where the blood cells going through how does that survive over 70 million years it doesn't okay let's take a look
2: today's paleontologists are starting to explore radically new clues from dinosaur skeletons
4: I was working on the leg bones, and as I worked, I noticed a bunch of stuff. It was like, you know, this bone, that I mean, is hollow inside. And I was looking at this thing, thinking, this is really interesting.
2: It was the inside of the T-Rex bone that fascinated Schweitzer, who made thin sections out of it. And in these cross-sections of fossilized bone, she saw something that she and everyone else had thought was impossible, round structures that looked like red blood cells, dinosaur blood cells.
4: Inside those channels where the blood vessels would have run were these little round red structures that were all kind of lined up like a, like a train, and they were bright red and translucent. Nobody else had seen anything like that before.
2: The very idea of blood cells in a 70 million year old bone was more than unconventional. It was radical. Nobody was imagining that dinosaurs might have had preserved soft tissues. So along comes Mary Schweitzer, and she's starting to look inside dinosaur bones and has made this startling discovery about the presence of red blood cells. What was your initial reaction to that? Oh, I think the same reaction is everybody's that this was uh, totally improbable. She'd perhaps misinterpreted the evidence or was exaggerating the potential for what she was seeing so skeptical at first oh yeah why do you think it didn't occur to anybody because we have this clear understanding that part of all biological cycles involves decay i mean nature is set up to to break down that material and recycle it so it's just improbable that those kinds of very delicate structures would survive particularly for millions of years no one had ever identified medullary tissue in a dinosaur bone before But to be sure, Mary Schweitzer directed her lab assistant to soak the bone sample in an acid solution to reveal its structure so she could study it. What happened next would change the way that scientists thought about fossils forever.
3: As I was looking in the microscope, the medullary material was no longer hard, and um, what was left was this curled piece of tissue that I was using forceps to try and flatten out. And when I poked into it, It was spongy. It was flexible and soft tissue.
2: Flexible tissue from a 68 million year old dinosaur? Blood vessels.
4: There they are. Transparent, hollow, pliable, flexible, branching blood vessels that contain small, round, red microstructures floating in the vessels. I said, This is not possible. Do it again. We got another piece of bone. We put it in the solution. We waited two or three or four weeks. Looked again, more blood vessels. We must have repeated that with probably 17 or 18 different fragments of bone.
2: From her microscope, Mary hits the jackpot. Pieces of biological history.
4: Now see, this is really cool. It's what looks like vessels to me, connected together, transparent. And you can see right there, you can see the branch points and stuff.
2: The Rogers are seeing inside their collection yeah, of fossil bone good, as they've things. never seen it before. Structures that appear to be the vessels that once carried blood inside a dinosaur's body.
4: This is hooked together. There's a transparent yeah, it's region. It's a tube with there. stuff mm-hmm. inside
2: of it. Mm-hmm. Branching, hollow, organic material yeah. that scientists thought could never be preserved in a dinosaur fossil.
0: That's amazing. Yeah cool, amazing, a lot of adjectives, they keep describing it, but they just can't come to the conclusion, can they? We're wrong. There's no stinking way that those things died out 65, 70 million years ago, because that right there proves it, okay? The only thing that explains this, not just the sudden disappearance of dinosaurs, a worldwide flood, couple it with a second fact, a recent worldwide flood. You can still have, with the right preservation uh, these kind of tissue things still uh, today with the recent worldwide flood, but you can't get it with that. Okay, It adds to the biblical account. Okay, And believe it or not, folks, that's exactly uh, what's going on. Uh, they're trying to cover this up. Okay, And they even admit that. Listen to what this guy says. He says, the existence of 65 million-year-old DNA is biochemically unthinkable. How many times did you hear them on the, on the video say, this shouldn't be, this can't happen, it's impossible, it's improbable. Okay, well, it's happening, so admit it, you're wrong. Okay, he says, in other words, the old Earth evolutionary tale is clearly at odds with the fresh dinosaur bone evidence. How embarrassing to the academic establishment. This may be why, listen, this may be why ongoing dinosaur soft tissue discoveries are, listen, generally not broadcast through popular media channels. Anybody want to translate that? Bingo. This is why you don't hear about it because we're covering it up from you. Because it blows our theory out of the water. Okay? And believe it or not, folks, it still happens today. As we close, I just want to give you a couple more examples. This is recent, within the last few months. It's still going on today. This one says this. This is in China. Okay? 520 million year old sea monster with preserved brain has been unearthed. Okay. a spectacularly well-preserved sea monster that once prowled the oceans during the Cambrian period has been unearthed in China. Okay. Uh, the remains were so well-preserved, listen, that the nervous system and the parts of the brain were still clearly defined. In the last several years, the researchers unearthed three spectacularly preserved specimens in fossil sediments in China. These sediments had uh, frozen these creatures in time so perfectly that the entire nervous system, as well as the gut and some muscles, were still visible. But no, somehow it survived after 520 million years. It's okay. You can admit that you're wrong. And it isn't just that they won't admit the wrong. Folks, I'm telling you, there is a cover-up. The general practice when people find these things, even in their own camp, they fire them, they take their grant money away, and they actually escort them off their site. Don't believe me? This just recently happened a few months ago to this guy. Listen to what he found. Quote, scientists terminated for proving dinosaurs and humans walked the earth together. Uh, traditional history suggests that dinosaurs and humans never crossed paths because their existence on Earth was separated by tens of millions of years. But a new discovery by scientist Mark Armitage of California State University, secular, last time I checked, okay, may well turn the history of human civilization upside down. Armitage was recently on a dig in Montana when he came across the largest triceratops horn ever unearthed. Upon further examination of the unique specimen with a high-powered market microscope, Armitage discovered soft tissue. When he published his findings, his colleagues were stunned because, quote, the existence of soft tissue, which should degrade and disappear over millions of years, suggests, quote, that dinosaurs didn't go extinct 60 million years ago, but rather were, listen, alive and well in North America just several thousand years ago. Direct quote. One would think that such a notable discovery would lead to more research in the possibility that humans and dinosaurs may have coexisted at one point in time. But that's far from what happened. Listen to what happened. Quote, Armitage's funding was pulled, his research was silenced, and his job at CSU was terminated. They fired him. And one university official made the point to let Armitage know why he was let go. Quote, we are not going to tolerate your religion in this department. What? What? Quote, Armitage's discovery of soft tissue adds physical evidence to the biblical record and apparently that threatened an upheaval in the scientific community subsequently leading to Armitage's uh, uh, his termination. Scientists often claim that no evidence or data proved the stories in the Bible ever actually happened. Now, a veteran researcher with over three decades of experience has confirmed that dinosaurs were likely alive during the age of humans. Yet, because it doesn't follow the traditional narrative and threatens scores of other theories, the physical evidence is shunned thrown aside, and apparently a scientist can no longer be a scientist if he subscribes to the story shared in the Bible or if he believes in God. Willingly ignorant. There's a the coverment. Continue on with our study. What we're going to see is eventually I'm going to show you some video clips in their own camp. They're not just fired. I got this one clip coming, folks. They were actually escorted off their site at machine gun point. This is the kind of stuff that's going on. This is such a radical... Now, first of all, it gives complete 100% verification of the biblical account. And we're the goofy ones. We're the wacky ones. But they realize that if this gets out... I mean, of all things that we've studied in our creation, study over how many weeks, if this gets out, it's really going to blow it out of the water. And that's why they're trying to protect it big time. But you might be thinking like Joey tonight, right, Joey? Wait a second. This leads to another conclusion. Wait a second. If God really created the dinosaurs and... They really did live with man, and they really were destroyed by a worldwide flood recently, 44, 4,500 years ago. Wait a second, they're land animals, and the Bible says that Noah took two of every kind of land animals on the ark with him. Does that, Tom, does that mean that Noah actually had dinosaurs on the ark? Yes, but Lord willing, we'll see that next time. Let's go ahead and let's pray. Well, hi, this is Pastor Billy Crone of Sunrise Baptist Church and get life Ministries, and I hope you enjoyed today's study. We're not holy, we're not perfect like Him. Uh, Let's take a a look at just a few of those uh, here today. Uh, The Bible says, the Ten Commandments says, you shall not bear false witness. That means lying. How many of you have ever told a lie before? Well, those of you who didn't raise your hand, you just did. Okay, let's be honest, folks. Let's not tell another lie. We've all lied. Well, believe it or not, that disqualifies you for heaven. That's how holy God is. He is the truth. He does not lie. in vain. Hey folks, isn't it ironic how uh, now the blessed name of Jesus Christ, the Bible says there's no other name under heaven by which men might be saved, Jesus Christ, has now become a cuss word? Folks, the Bible says that's the sin of blasphemy, okay? And folks, let's be honest, we've used God's name in vain uh, before. The Bible also says in the Ten Commandments, you shall not commit adultery, and Jesus takes the standard even higher. He says, listen, it's not just physical adultery. He says, surely I tell you that if you look at another person with lust in your eye, you've committed adultery in your heart. God looks at the heart. One more out of the Ten Commandments says, you shall not murder. And you might say, well, hey, I haven't done that one. Really? The Bible says that the sin of hatred is akin to the sin of murder. You, in other words, in your heart, wish they were dead And you're going to have to uh, say who you really are. He already knows. Hey, God, let me into heaven. Uh, I'm, I'm a liar. I'm a thief. I'm a blasphemer, adulterer, and a murderer. Folks, the Bible is clear. Such people as these will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. That's the problem. Here's the good news. God so loved the world that he sent his one and only begotten son, Jesus Christ, that whoever believes in him, what he did on the cross, on our behalf, that we will not perish, we will not go to hell, but he will give us the gift of eternal life. Jesus died on the cross to forgive us of all of our sins. It's something that we don't earn, we, we, we can't earn. It's a gift, the Bible calls it, and a gift cannot be earned. He was taking the death penalty in our place. That's what the cross was of the day. And that if we would just ask Jesus Christ to forgive us of our sins and believe that in our heart that God raised him from the grave, showing that his death is satisfactory to God, to forgive us of all of our sins, no matter what we've done, the Bible says, we shall be saved. Uh, The Apostle Paul says that if we confess with our mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in our heart that God raised him from the grave, we will be saved. Let me give you a common analogy of what God's doing and what he did for us with Jesus dying on the cross on our behalf. Uh, In life, we know that people uh, can be sentenced for a crime uh, to where they're actually on death row. Uh, The courtroom scene has completely finished. The gavel has already sounded. Uh, They are going to jail and they're just awaiting their time before they go to the death penalty. Uh, As they're sitting there in the jail cell, uh, it's a proven fact. They did what they did. Everybody knows it. They're just waiting for that time for their uh, number to come up, so to speak, and walk down that hall and be executed. Uh, There's nothing they could do to reverse their crime. No amount of good works in that jail cell can reverse what they've done. It's too late. It's over.